0: Well, good morning, everybody. I will give you the political update that we've been doing at the beginning of every show. Uh, one guy says he won, the other guy says he didn't. And that's our political update for today. I am Glenn Geek from Ocala, Florida.
3: And I am Lisa Weisaki from Ashland City, Tennessee. And you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for November 9th, 2020. This is episode 2555. This episode is brought to you by Cam Equine. Good morning, Horse World.
0: Well, good morning, everybody. Lisa is here today filling in for Jamie, who has uh, made a trip with the family to Universal Studios here in Florida. Now, she picked a week when there's a storm hanging over, and she's probably going to get rained on the entire time.
3: Yes. (laughs) Maybe not, though. Maybe not. Maybe it's spotty rain.
0: It is going to be spotty rain. I told her to bring her her raincoat because she's going to need it. (laughs) So we hope she at least has some dry time to get in some roller coasters and things. Uh, But she's going to be out uh, today and Wednesday. And Lisa, thank you so much for filling in today. Appreciate it. You're so welcome. What's coming up on today's show?
3: On today's show, we have Cammy Yoff from the University University of Gulf, and she's going to tell us all about the upcoming annual Equine Industry Symposium. And we have auditor Victoria Volinsky, who's going to share her story of getting back to riding after surviving cancer. Plus, Lisa, which is me, and Glenn, share their equine gift book choices for 2020. So listen in.
0: Thank you, everybody. Well, we it is Daily Winnie time. Well, I have a happy birthday to auditors, Lindsay Reynolds, Katie uh, Bachhuber, Cecilia Berger, Lisa Montfort, and Dressage Daily and friend of HR, and the person who runs Dressage Daily, Rally. rather, is Mary Phelps. Happy birthday to all of them. And also, we want to welcome a new auditor, Sarah Reich. Do you think I'm right on that, Sarah Reich? I think you're close. I think I probably got close. Uh, I think the rest of them, I might got, I might have gotten right. Jamie's not here to make fun of me about saying the names wrong today. So,
3: well, I think we've got Liza instead of Lisa.
0: Oh, Liza, you're right. It is Liza. Yeah. I did screw yeah. up one. See, I'm. Uh, that's, that's that's that makes it a normal day here this on horses be in the morning. That's right. Yeah.
3: So my daily whinny goes to Jay Morris, who happens to be our farrier. And um, of course, we had the farrier scheduled for uh, today, actually. And uh, one of our go-to lesson horses threw a shoe on Friday, and we just desperately needed him on Saturday morning. So he rearranged his whole morning to come out and reset that horse's shoes. And I think farriers all over the country do that. But you know, I mean, it was it was a special thing, and I just wanted to give him a little kudos for that.
0: Yay! So, it's yeah. always nice when a farrier is a good farrier.
3: I know, I know. And and so, here's the other thing. So, his wife, um, a couple of months ago, they have an older gelding who is half blind and half del- deaf, and I think he's like in his 30s or close to it. And he misjudged where the gate was and got excited about feeding time and ran her over and broke her shoulder in about, Ooh. I don't know, 100 places. Oh, my and God. so. I know, I know. And so she's been, you know, in a cast and incapacitated. And, and so he's been doing double duty kind of helping her out and trying to get all his horses done. And um, so it was really a big thing for him to, you know, um, really change his schedule on an early on a Saturday morning and help us out. Wow. Yeah.
0: I should have given that mind to my wife who has been co- compensating for me being laid up for the last month in every way, shape and form. I'll talk a little bit about that in a second. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I wanted to mention that for the first time, I am actually, because I've been laid up, I've been able to do some things and not and don't have Radiothon coming up. I've been able to do some things that I wanted to do for 12 years of the Horse Radio Network and never got to. And one of those things is we finally have our HRN Swag gift selection th- uh, links up so that you can find them easily and you can buy HRN Swag for your friends and for your uh, for yourself. You can also put it on your Christmas list and have people buy HRN swag for you. I mean, you're listeners anyway. We have HRN and Horses in the Morning stuff. We have two different things available, and you can find it by going to horseradionetwork.com slash gifts. And that will have links to both places. We have screen printed uh, gifts that include masks. We've sold a ton of masks already, uh, mugs, uh, socks with our little HRN, little microphone guy. <laughs> He's cute as a dickens. Yes. Uh, he is cute as a dickens. So you can get socks now with that. Uh, you can get stickers. You can get sweatshirts and hoodies and jackets and t shirts and all that kind of stuff. So, screen printed, we have available. It's all there's a link there. Also, on com slash gifts. There's embroidered HRN gifts and stickers that we work with the distance depot on. And uh, so you can get embroidered hats, you can get embroidered shirts and bags, saddle pads, all kinds of stuff with the HRN or the horses in the morning logo. So we would love if you would help us out this year. We may be able to make up for a little bit of what we're losing on Radiothon. Uh, but, and you'll also be able to represent out there the show you uh, that you you like. So it's a way to support the network and also have some fun stuff. Uh, and if you have family members that listen, too, it's a great gift idea. They will love getting stuff with Horse Radio Network or Horses in the Morning on it. Personally, I think our Horse Radio Network logo is the best one in the horse world myself.
3: I agree. It is. This
0: is really exciting. This I know. Exciting, I have, I'm organized. Look at that. <laughs> Actually, if you go to horseradionetwork.com, there's a big banner right on top of the homepage, so you, you can't miss it. Uh, but I made it easy to shop this year, and we have a lot more products than we've ever had in the past. Speaking of products, we're going to talk about books a little bit later on and give our holiday picks for great gift ideas for books. Lisa and I both, and Lisa being an author, an accomplished author, me just being a terrible reader. Uh, but Lisa, you have a new book coming out.
3: I do. It's called the Rain Equation, R-E-I-N, and it is the fifth in the Cat and Wright mystery series. And you know, since I started this, Glenn has been asking. This has gone over—I don't know what, five or six years. Glenn has been asking that Jamie be a suspect. Well, we've been in, in every
0: book since book two, right? Exactly. Horses in the morning has made appear- Jamie yes. and I have made appearances, on- and Horses in the morning in every book since book two. Yes. And actually, our roles have increased a little bit every book.
3: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And so now we have two auditors. So uh, we have Mary Schmidt and Jackie Rollins, who are also um, characters in the book, along with their horses, Dutch and Var. I
0: love that.
3: It's really, it's awesome. And they've been so gracious about um, allowing themselves to be uh, part of the book. And then Jamie actually is
0: a suspect. in, Ooh, in yay! Investigation. Did she
1: kill her?
3: Did she <laughs> kill somebody? Say. I can't tell you. I can't tell you. I don't but. know
0: either. All I got was, you only, see, you're you're pretty shifty. Because <laughs> I've been in other books on podcasts and they send me the whole book. You just send me the passages I'm in because you know I won't keep my mouth shut. I know. So Lisa knows <laughs> me pretty well. <laughs> but you didn't even send me Jamie's passages this time. You just sent me mine.
3: I know. Some of yours overlapped.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, yeah, but I mean the stuff where she might be, you know, convicted of a felony. I, I yeah. didn't get any. She
3: of that. actually she's she's in a lot of the book, particularly um Did she know, see with, all our passages? She did, and she seemed really excited about it. And Zeus is, <laughs> is in the book too. Oh, is he? So, yes.
0: <laughs> Can you read a passage? Now, when's the book come out? Let's start there.
3: So so the book is going to come out later this month. And so the publisher's doing something a little different. Um, Amazon has this weird algorithm about you know, who are the best sellers and all of that. So they're waiting. They're wanting people to, like, all order on the same day. So if people want to order the book or get information on ordering the book, if they just send me an email, um, uh, Info at comcast.net, or just go to my website at com, and we will send you information about when to order. And there's Can information. you post that
0: in the auditor room, too, today? I will. I yep. will do that. Yes, thank you. And be and, sure to mention how much we're in the book. Yes, I will, I will,
3: I will, yes. Um, so um, so I've got just like a, just a short, it's actually two just very, very short scenes, takes up less than a page. Okay. Um, And uh, so the the premise is that Jamie is a suspect uh, in a murder at a competitive trail ride competition here in Ashland City, Tennessee. And on the day after the ride and after the murder, our local police detective, Martin Giles, asks our main character, Kat Enright, to summarize everything that she knows about
0: Jamie. Do we get to hear a little bit of it?
3: We do. Oh, and then, then because Martin told Jamie she had to stay in town, Kat has to find Jamie a place with good internet where she can co-host Horses in the
0: Morning the next day. So <laughs> In Tennessee, that might be hard, actually. It's very hard. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's very difficult. So, anyway, so, are we ready? I'm ready. Oh, I can't wait. Okay. So, I'm speaking in, in Kat's voice here. So, As Martin suggested, I started with the people I knew best, which wasn't saying a lot since before the event, the only person I knew who had been at the clinic or the competition besides John, Darcy, and Bubba was Jamie Jennings. What did I know about Jamie? Not much, as it turned out. I'd been interviewed by her on Horses in the Morning a few times, and once I'd even co-hosted the show with her when Glenn Hebert, the other host, was out. That's an experience best not talked about. Suffice it to say that Probably. I will not be asked to do that again.
0: Jamie's so hard to work with. Okay, go Uh, on.
3: I know, she is. (laughs) (laughs) Back to Jamie. Here's what I knew. Opinionated, good with horses, lived in Oklahoma. Her horse, Zeus, liked to escape his surroundings and plod very slowly along the trail. She was a strong advocate of the horse, was married, and was a loving mom to one young son. That was it. Definitely not enough to pin a murder conviction on her or anybody else. Monday morning, I dropped Bubba at Cheetah Middle School and met Jamie outside the county agricultural extension office on Frey Street near the library. I popped my head into the office and explained the situation to the office administrator, who said it would be no trouble at all. And before I knew it, Jamie was set up and we were both on the air. So let me get this right, Glenn, Jamie's co-host said. You both were at this competitive trail ride and a man died He was murdered, Glenn, Jamie said. There's a difference. (laughs) She
0: would say that too. That's so, Jamie.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I guess so, said Glenn. And Kat, you found him? I wasn't sure how much detail I should give out to the entire world, but Martin hadn't given me any restrictions, so I gave the Reader's Digest version of events. Well, Kat, Glenn concluded, you find more than your share of bodies, that's for sure. Thanks for sharing with us. And boom, I was done with the interview. I signaled to Jamie that I was leaving and she waved goodbye, already busy with the next interview. It was a fast paced show.
0: Ha <laughs> <Yay>. ha <laughs> You nailed that. You've been on the show so much. You've listened so much you nailed it. <laughs>
3: Well, as I said, Jamie seemed pretty happy, and you signed off on on your parts, and uh, our auditors (laughs) have it as well. So, I'm just so excited. And so, this book, people are either going to love me or hate me, or they're going to love Cat or hate Cat, because the ending is a very big surprise. Ooh. And I didn't know the ending until, like, seconds before I wrote it.
0: I yeah, didn't know. everybody, she doesn't have an outline beforehand. She kind of, no. you know, that it comes to her, and she writes it as she goes. And I know a lot of authors have outlines, and they kind of know where the end is going to be, and then fill in the middle. But.
3: Well, maybe they don't have voices in their heads like I do. <laughs> <laughs> And we'll but leave yes. that one go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, people are either going to love it or hate it. I'm so excited about it, though. Um, so hopefully, you can you just uh, uh, let me know you're interested, and then just email me. I will put it on the auditor page, and um, uh, it's also on on my website at LisaWisaki.com.
0: A scoop here, right on the show. Yeah. Jamie is a suspect. That, I didn't even know that. That was the first I've heard of that.
3: She is a suspect. Yay. Major suspect. Yay. And I can't tell
0: you how that plays out
3: because she may or may not be the murderer.
0: Oh. oh I might finally get my wish. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I've always wanted to be the murderer, but uh, uh, maybe because I've worked with her so long. <laughs> <That's> probably, <more.
3: laughs> probably. I could act In this situation, I could actually see her doing it.
0: Oh, because somebody <laughs> must have been abusing a horse then. Because she would kill somebody abusing a horse. Yeah. Okay, I'm figuring that out already. Look, you gave too much away. The whole audience knows exactly why she did it. (laughs) No,
3: actually, you're you're not quite there yet, Glenn, (laughs) but that's okay.
0: (laughs) All right, well, let's go to our first. We have a lot of guests today. We do. So let's go to our first guest. Let me give, uh, well, why don't you tell us who's coming up while I give her a call?
3: Yeah, so we have Cami Young, who is a student at the uni- at the University of Golf. I don't know why I keep stumbling it's over that. It's
0: Guelph, I think.
3: Wealth, Guelph. I know. Yep. Guelph. Yes, and they're I think they're in Canada, correct? Yep, they're in Canada. Yep. yep. Okay, so that's probably why I don't speak Canadian. <laughs> um, <yeah. laughs> At least not very well. So she, as part of her event management class, is responsible for organizing the annual Equine Industry Symposium. And this year, it's taking place November 16th through 20th, and they have like 20 different guest speakers from all over the world to discuss right. resilience, rethinking, restructuring, and reevaluating due to COVID-19.
0: Right. Let's get her on. Yes. All right. I'm uh, ringing her up, and this will be Cammy. Hopefully she's there today. Yep, hopefully. Ring, ring, ring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, the University of Guelph does. Hi, is Cami there? Hi, yes, this is Cami. Hey, Cami, you are on with Glenn and Lisa on Horses in the Morning.
4: Hi, Cami. Awesome,
3: thank you. Nice to meet you guys. Nice to meet you too. We are very excited to hear about your symposium. What can you tell us about that?
4: Awesome! I'm very excited to share it with you guys. So, um, at the University of Guelph, we have the Bachelor of Bioresource Management, uh, majoring in Equine Management um, program. And every uh, year, we the program will host the Equine Industry Symposium. So this year is will be our fifth annual symposium, Um, and we. Here, want to talk about resilience and specifically rethinking, restructuring, and reevaluating due to COVID-19. So, if you're interested in this event, uh, you can register on Eventbrite.com for free and attend any night. Um, our nights are 7 to 8:30 p.m., November 16th to 20th. Um, you can also check out our Facebook page um, at 2020 EIS. Um, or you can tell us that you're, if you're coming at the event page, which is just equine industry symposium, 2020, and we have an Instagram, which is equine symposium. So we also have a, oh, sorry. am uh, sorry. This is all free. Yes, everything is free. So you can just uh, register at eventbrite.com. Um, I, I assume it's virtual, at Cami. Site. Yes. Yeah, so okay. it is held in a virtual format. Um, so that we can comply with the COVID nineteen um, regulations, um, which is very Cause Canada because Canada actually has
0: those um, COVID nineteen regulations. <laughs>
4: Imagine that.
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah. we do. Unlike yes, us. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So, so Cami, what are some of the things, like topics that we're going to be able to hear and and sit in on?
4: Yeah. So um, there, each night has its own uh, specific. Um, kind of theme, but they're all surrounded around uh, the, you know, the general basis of COVID-19. So the first night um, we're going to be talking about the impact of the pandemic and um, what, uh, you know, how it has affected um, the the equine industry as a whole. Um, and then we move on to more specific uh, topics such as um, how the pandemic will affect us in the future, um, how we can reevaluate how the industry works in order to make it work if we run into another emergency, um, and then the silver linings of the pandemic and how it has actually changed the industry, you know, financially and physically so that um, it can be modified.
3: That's awesome. And, you know, I, I personally, Glenn, I don't know what you think, or Cammy, but I think this is not the only pandemic that we're going to be up against in the next say, decade. I think we're probably going to have others coming down the pike. And so this sounds like it's really, really good, useful information.
4: Yes, exactly. And we actually have a, um, we have 20 speakers this year um, that are all uh, specialists in the equine industry that will be, you know, talking. So we're going to have very experienced people that have a really good grasp on the equine industry being able to, um, you know, talk to us about a few key points on how the pandemic is going to affect us in the future and how we can be prepared for another one if it happens.
3: That's fabulous. Just personally, are you in Canada personally? Are you there on
4: campus? Yes, I'm on campus right now in Canada.
3: So what kind of um, restrictions do you have there due to um, COVID?
4: Um, right now we um I believe are in the second or third stage, um, which for us means that there are businesses that are open around here. Um, specifically in the equine industry, we have barn businesses that are open for riding lessons, but we still have strict protocol regarding wearing masks and social distancing. Um making sure there's not too many people in one area at once, um, sanitization. So um, we are still able to participate and keep doing events, especially horse-related ones, but um, there's still a lot of protocols that we have to follow to make sure we're all safe.
3: That sounds great. That sounds great. Um, Well, Cami, thank you so much for uh, sharing with us. And um, give us the uh, Facebook page again real quick.
4: Yes, of course. So um, the Facebook page will be 2020. And then the letters EIS. We also have our event page, which is just Equine Industry Symposium 2020. And that will have all the information you need on there for if you want to fill out our survey or you want to um, find a link to Eventbrite so that you can register for free. That is
3: fabulous. Thank you so much. Everybody go do this. I'm going to go do it. Um, I'm going to sit in as much as I can. I think this is really great information for all of us. Cammie, thank you so much.
4: Awesome. Thank you so much for having me.
3: Absolutely. Good luck.
0: Well, there you go. Well, I have a story for you before we get to our next guest. (laughs) So Jennifer's obviously been taking care of my butt for a month here and the farm and business and everything else because I was off for so long. Um. And still only about half on, actually, to be honest. But uh, so we got the new dog. I think you saw that. We got Pickles. We got the Greyhound. Well, Pickles, you know how you have to have a dog, especially a rescue who's only been off the track for like two weeks. Greyhounds kind of, you don't see their personality immediately. So we're starting to see her personality now. It's coming out, and she's delightful, and it's... As nice as any greyhound we've ever had. I mean, just sweet and stand there and just sweet as pie. Yeah. But she has this little habit that everything in the house has to be hers, and she brings it to her crate. Ah. So she's 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 taken papers out of the garbage can. She's taken paper. She loves paper. <laughs> she's taken papers off my desk. She's taken chess pieces. She's taken uh, everything she can find that she thinks should be hers into her house. She's a hoarder. <laughs> so we've, we're dealing with that. You know. Now we buy a gate you know, to keep her gated and, and all of this stuff. So we're we're trying to figure it out. Well, last night uh, we're also. You have to learn to shut all the doors to like bedrooms and bathrooms and things. And we're not used to it because we haven't had a dog for a year. And the other dog didn't get in anyth- any- anything. So for right. years, we haven't had this problem. So last night, uh, Jennifer comes in. I'm in here trying to get some work done. And Jennifer comes in from the barn and goes in and finds her in the bathroom. She has taken the Tylenol that I've been living on and bottle and opened it. No way. And uh we're not sure how many she has consumed at this point. no way, yeah way. so oh. Jennifer calls the emergency vet. you know, it's Sunday night. There's one vet in ocala it's at the it's at the University of Florida, actually, so she calls and they say, Yep, yeah, you better bring her in." so at seven o'clock last night because I still am not driving because i'm like blood pressure and dizziness and stuff yeah. so jennifer's to bring her in for <laughs> jennifer has to bring her in and they you know made her throw up they didn't find anything that's the good news about all of this but uh so they gave her the charcoal and everything and you know and but you know it's two hours before she gets out of there sure. and you know a couple hundred dollars uh so it was our two hundred dollar lesson to keep the door shut Oh, no. uh, But it could have been much worse, you know, and she's still around this morning, so I guess everything's okay. I didn't realize that Tylenol is really bad for them. Uh, It is,
3: yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I don't know how many of us have dogs that are similar to that. My mom's dog Rocky. He's a miniature pincher Toy Poodle cross. He's the same same way. He will steal everything, and he brings it into his little house. And if if we're missing anything, I mean, I just go into his house because it's probably there. But he steals toilet paper and eats it, and then you got it. Then it starts, you know, two days later, coming out the back end, and you got to like <laughs> pull this toilet paper out
0: the back. End. Hey, uh, let us know what the dumbest thing your dogs ate was. Uh, yeah, get back to us with the dumbest things your dog ate. we we'd love to hear that. Oh, I can't. Wait, Maybe I'll post wait. that on the Horse in the Morning page too. We want to know the dumbest things your dogs have eaten. Yeah, uh, yeah, because it was just oh, <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't even think about a Jennifer right away. You know, was alerted to. Yeah. It. I probably would have. She would have died before I figured out that she wasn't supposed to eat those. Um, but I, 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 you know, at this point, we don't think she ate any because I didn't find any evidence. But right there, you go. So, uh, by the way, one of the first things that she ate, uh, one of the first days that she was here, was a pair of my glasses. No. She took him <laughs> off a counter. You know, there's $400. She took him off a counter and chewed him to pieces. So, uh, So, there you in two go. weeks,
3: this dog has cost you, <laughs> like, close to $1,000. <laughs> <laughs>
0: $1,000. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Now, we finally got, you know, we got her stitches out from her surgery, and we got finally gotten to see her run, and she is fast. It's so much fun to see a greyhound run again. Yeah. Uh, you know, because our last greyhound was blind for a couple of years, so she couldn't run. We couldn't let her run. So... Uh, this greyhound, is, she's only two, and she, she runs differently than our last one. Our last one was dig in and go. You know how thoroughbreds run differently. Mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. one is a, looks more like a Tigger. It kind of prances. Really? You know, kind of has a prancy, very light run, you know. Uh, so she's much different runner than—she's very light. Yeah. Uh, where the other one, you could hear her come and sound like a thundering hoofbeats, you know. So uh, <laughs> it's very interesting to hear the differences or to see the differences in the way they run. It's just like horses. yes. Some float wow. and some don't, right? We all look at the floaty horses you and we go. go, Oh, that's a floaty horse, you know? <clears throat> look at that look at that trot. And then yeah. there's some that are <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's a floaty <laughs> one. So there's my Greyhound story. Uh it sounded like uh, you know, Jamie usually comes home with those or comes on the air with those stories. I had to provide one today.
3: Yes. Yeah. And I can't wait over the next two weeks to see how much. What she's else going to she's cost destroyed?
0: <laughs> I bought another gate. We bought a second gate now. Uh so you know what? Uh Americans are kind of stressed right now. They're probably the most stressed yes. people on the planet because of elections and COVID. Uh, but, you know, uh, horses also get stressed. And when we're stressed, they're stressed. We talked about that last week. Uh, you know, every horse has has certain things that really stress them out. Sometimes it's trotting, you know, being floaty. Sometimes it's getting <coughs> in the trailer. Sometimes it's just living. Stresses them out. Environmental conditions like the weather and everyday surroundings. I know that my pony does not like to be out in the rain and so So we have to bring him in. Uh, Travel also causes stress. Uh, And even simple diet changes can cause stress. Ask me about that. I know about that for the last month. Uh, All of these variables consider to the different stress levels of your horse, but they all get it at some time or another. This might also come as a surprise to you. You can help reduce the negative impacts of stress by feeding your horse chromium every day. By lowering the levels of stress hormone, cortisol, and optimizing energy use, feeding chromium results in improved body upkeep, health, performance, and overall well-being. Uh, But uh, this is the important part. Don't feed just any chromium. Feed your horse the only FDA reviewed source of chromium propiate on the market today. And that's chemtrace chromium from Chemin. Ask for it by name and stress less. Learn more at chemtrace chromium at chemin.com slash chromium EQ. That's chemin.com slash chromium EQ. You can't buy chemin directly. It is a, it is put into feeds and, and other things. So you have to go to k- there to figure out where you can find, uh, this particular product in what you're going to feed your horse. So, But, you know, it's something that can really help stabilize your horse. We've had their representatives on, and it really does work. So that's chemin.com slash chromium EQ all right let's get our next guest on we're going to get one of our auditors on and as all of you know that listen to this show uh at at nauseam probably uh i you know i had a cancer scare here a while back and after that we heard from victoria one of our auditors who is a cancer survivor and we're going to talk to her a little bit about her journey and what horses have done to help her heal all right i'm going to cut there okay 28. Take this out because I need to get a drink. Good first half hour. Yeah. I knew you weren't going to get much more out of her. So, you no, know, just, no. That she, was fine. Was Wrap yeah. it and go. You know?
3: Yeah. Everybody got the info they needed. Yep. But it does sound like, I mean, I think I probably will sit in on some they stuff. They have
0: good, they put out good research up there. Mm-hmm. It's one of the better uh, colleges in the whole world for equestrian yeah. stuff.
3: And I noticed the way she pronounced it was neither how you pronounced it it or how I pronounced it. She
0: said Guelph. It's more like mine, but.
3: (laughs) It was was more like yours, yes. You had about 75% of it, and I had about 25% of it.
0: (laughs) And now I couldn't say it if I needed to.
3: Yeah, I think it was Guelph.
0: Guelph, yeah. All right. Give her a call. <clears throat> and I'll count us back in then. Okay. Victoria. Hey, Victoria. It's Glenn and Lisa. Hi good morning. Hey. hey morning. Victor- Victoria before- I'm gonna count us back in here. We'll cut this part out. Um, are you talking directly into your phone, not on a speaker? Yes, sir. okay. you you know the rules. Good job. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So let me count us back in and we'll get chatting. Okay. All right. Three, two, one. Well, we have Victoria on with us. She's one of our terrific auditors, and we always like meeting our auditors. You know, I always said when we started this network 12 years ago that every listener has a story, and today we're going to find out Victoria's story. First of all, where do you live, Victoria? Where are you at?
2: I'm in Chicago, Illinois. Oh, is it chilly there yet? Um, it has been, but today it's actually a beautiful day. Can't wait to get to the stable.
0: You're probably have nicer weather than us right now.
2: Yeah, I think we do. (laughs) There you go. We have your wind
0: right now. That's what's happening. Uh, so tell us a couple of years ago why you had to stop riding.
2: Um, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, it was a complete, uh, came out of the blue. Uh, I was, of course, my mother had breast cancer, so, so we had been careful, my sister and I, but I had just had a clean mammogram about six months before I happened to work in a hospital in oncology. Oh, wow. Wow. One day, yes. And one day I was carrying a whole bunch of gloves, boxes of gloves, which were really heavy and they were leaning up against my left side. And after I put him down, I thought, ouch, what what hurt? And I touched my left breast, and I found a lump.
0: That was six months and after
2: the mammogram?
0: Yes. Wow. Wow.
2: Yes. Do you think a they missed it, or it just mammogram. wasn't there then? No, it was not there. Wow. That's a little scary. Yeah.
0: That's aggressive. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Yes. yes, it was. It was scary. And then, you know, all of a sudden, you're... Um, a cancer patient in treatment.
0: Well now and, let me ask uh, you about that before you go on because you worked in oncology. So yeah. is it, I, I I need to ask you, is it scarier knowing? You, like we don't know. Like when you know, I just had my cancer thing. I don't know what I don't know. You know what you know. So was is that scarier or less scary?
2: I think it's it's kind of worse because you um you understand um the intricacies and some of the words that they're using that other people might not be familiar with. It's just a vocabulary thing right. um, that I am familiar with. So uh, I I found it more frightening and I was actually worried about the patients around me, um, how they would perceive having uh, someone in the unit who was also, you know, a caregiver, but was also an inevitably bald, you know, taking care of them. How did um, they? But actually it ended up they, it was great. Glenn and Lisa, it was, um it was great. They felt a, you had a kindred spirit in yeah. them. And when they felt the doctors weren't understanding why they weren't hungry, they would look at me and say, you get it, right? You know why I don't want to eat. <laughs> and I'd say, yes, I do. I, I get it. And then I'd start to say, well, you know, this is helping me with my appetite and, and stuff like that. It was actually a beautiful Bonding moment for many of the patients, and I, I have one patient who unfortunately is still in treatment, and she calls me her bald sister because we were bald at the same time.
3: Uh, you know, I hate so, that uh, you had to go through this. I mean, I just I just feel for you, but I'm your attitude is so amazing, and I just love that you're finding the positives and that you were able to really give back in a different way.
2: Oh, absolutely that. And I have a very good sense of humor. You need <laughs> to be, you need. That's why she listens to this show. That's <laughs> right. There's people you work with all of a sudden feeling your boobs and you're like, oh, okay. Oh, so. that's
0: true. I didn't even think about that.
2: <laughs> this is new. Well, this so is new and exciting. Tell us a
0: little about your battle. And-
2: sure. So I was diagnosed. Um, and I received 16 weeks of chemo and then I got a month off cause you kind of have to recoup. And then I had surgery. I had a lumpectomy on my left side and then I got a month off and then I had 20 sessions of radiation and then I had a month off. And then unfortunately I had to go back on chemo because although I was so fortunate, um, Glenn, and I know, you know, those words when they say it hasn't metastasized, Yep. And you're just, oh, and you just want to kiss everybody. Um, but we did learn that the tumor was a, a an aggressive tumor. So mm-hmm. I had to go back on three more months of chemotherapy. Um, so I, I could not ride at, at all. I, I couldn't do anything, but I will admit to continuing to work full time. And um, I put that on the fact that my uh, boss and my coworkers were tremendous and they let me I've uh, met my schedule because I used to work twelve hours, twelve hour shifts, and I would just work eight because then I was too tired. Um, but uh, it was they were wonderful. I was very lucky, so very what, lucky.
0: So how long ago was this?
2: The, it'll be three years in January since they, I got the phone call,
0: and that
2: it, said, yeah you have cancer.
0: And so you're still battling or.
2: No, I've been clear now. i um, oh, eager to celebrate my uh, three years in January. I had a scare last month in which they found another lump in my right breast. Um, but uh, I had that biopsied and it was a uh, non-malignant. Yay. So, oh, wow. I know,
0: well, congratulations. I-, I do know what that feels like. So <laughs> I'm yes. with you. Yeah.
2: It's, it's funny, Greg, you know, when I got the uh, call Greg. I'm sorry, that's uh, Lucas's owner. Glenn, when I got the <laughs> call that I had cancer, I did not cry. I said, Okay, well, you know, what do we do? What's next? Blah blah blah. Let me tell my family. When I got the call that the tumor was not cancer in my right breast, I completely lost my crap. I, did, I was I the same cried. way,
0: I was the exact same way because I'm one of those mm-hmm. that when a problem comes up, i just like, Well, how do we deal with it? You know, what do we do? You know, right, and exactly. It, yeah,
2: let's, let's get a plan. Yeah, exactly. Sent me over the edge. I just sobbed, and my my poor workers thought I was sobbing because they said it was positive. And here I'm like, no, it's negative. <laughs> <laughs> now I know you were um, not riding
3: during a lot of this time, but were you still around horses correct, at all?
1: Correct.
2: I was. I had you guys. Oh, you were my horse. <laughs> that that that. Was now you're going to make me thing. cry, jeez, Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> That's what kept me going. I would. Uh, listen and learn and laugh, and then when a problem would come up or Jamie Jamie was doing a training thing, I would think, okay, well, how would I do it? So you were my writing. That was that's what I had.
0: Uh, I am, so, you know, we have heard that from so many people that have had trouble with this divorce or you know health stuff or whatever. They're going through a tough time and they use this show. And uh, there's no better compliment than that,
2: Victoria. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's well, really not. Yeah it's very true. It's very true. So I had been, um, I had not ridden by that time for over two years and a coworker came over and said, Oh, my brother, Greg just bought a horse and showed me pictures. You love horses. And there's this shows me this picture of this lovely black, um, OTTB gelding named Lucas. And just as an aside, I threw out there, Hey, if you ever need an exercise rider, give me a call. Ha ha. and, that was it. Well, darn it. Three months later, she comes over and says, my brother is wondering if you were serious about being an exercise writer. Holy cow. And I said, I know, I know. <sighs> that just shows. Open your mouth, people. It's, <laughs> say something. <laughs> say something if you're interested in something. So I, I go out to the stable. There's really no stables in Chicago. It's, there's no room and it would be horribly cost prohibitive. So it's it's out in the supper. But I met a Greg Lucas's Owner and I, I, he saddled up and I got on and I only trotted around twice in each direction and I was exhausted. I was so tired. I, I was so out of shape.
0: Okay, so Victoria, you went out there to exercise the horse when actually the horse is exercising you.
2: <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> and I came right out and said, I'm, I, you know, Greg, I can't canter. I just, I, I can't do it. He says, Oh, no, that's fine. And I come in the uh, come to the middle and I dismount and bam, hit the floor. Oh, My legs no. could not hold me up, and I was so humiliated. And Greg was so kind; he picks me up. Lucas is completely uninterested in what is going <laughs> on. <a> <laughs> and and he makes a couple of very kind remarks. Oh, you should have seen a couple dismounts I had back in the day, and blah blah blah. He was so nice, and then he. Bill said, well, would you be interested in, in exercising Lucas? And I said, yes, of course. So I, I kind of have two things I wanted to share with you guys, yeah. the physical side and the emotional side of, of riding and being by horses. Again, physically, um, your my left side was not moving, um, as well as my right anymore. Cause you know, they go under your armpit, uh, to take out lymph nodes. Uh, Especially for breast cancer patients. And so, um, like how you could do a full circle, your arm around on the right. I could not do that on the left. I could Mm. maybe do a do halfway or something. So I would go get Lucas and I would do all his grooming with my left hand. Um, which was a lot of exercise. And a lot of times I, I had to stop because my, my arm was tired, but, you know, doing a curry, you're going in circles, mm-hmm. you're rubbing. So it's really good exercise for you. Lifting a saddle. Oh my gosh. Up and down and up and down. Lifting the bridle over his head. I did all of these things uh, were really good for me. And then frankly, you guys, I did what I like to call purposeful walking in which I would be <laughs> mounted and we just walked in circles because I could trot once or twice around. And that was really kind of it. I would get tired, but as the weeks passed, I'm trotting three times around the arena and four times around the arena and five times around the arena. And one day I cantered. Yay! And I was like, I, I was, I was just, crying. I'm, I'm riding. I'm like, blah, blah. I'm going in circles. Lucas, Lucas is the chillest horse in the world. He doesn't care. He's just like, okay, do you want me to stop? Do you want me to go? <laughs> you just, you know, what do you want lady? So I, I mean, my strength was recur returning. And let me tell you, I never crumpled again. When I dismounted off a saddle, I just, I just wouldn't let it happen. And my legs were stronger again. And one it- day I dropped my stirrups you know and I I did that
3: you know Victoria I'm a therapeutic riding instructor and I I love that you you hung in there even though you could only walk because you can get so much done just at the walk You, you just there's so much great stuff that happens with your body just being on a horse at the walk
2: I know and you know I would do things like drop my stirrups and then not look down and find them Mm -hmm. drop them look for them drop them look for them with my toes because you know one day I'm going to be going you know one day maybe I'll be jumping again and you lose your stirrup well you want to be really good at finding your stirrup as fast as you can sure um and 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 leading Lucas into his stall he would kind of rush into the stall when we were done so I'm like okay well what would Jamie do okay well we'll we'll start going in slow increments walking towards his stall and then when he stops I pet him and let's go a little closer and he's not pushing. Now when Lucas is done, I walk him in the stall, turn him around, and he's a dream. Oh and those are all things I did even though I really couldn't you know I couldn't be the type of writer I, I was at one time.
3: But this is just amazing. Your your whole story is just amazing and uh, such an inspiration, really.
2: Oh I it's it's I had I have a beautiful Friends, family. I have uh, Greg. is kindness and a, a wonderful. My family put everything on hold to take care of me. My mother, my father, my sister, my brother, and of course my job. Sure. Um, and
3: isn't isn't it amazing the people and the horses that we need in our lives just kind of show up at the right time?
2: Oh, I, I have still. I have no idea. Sometimes when I'm putting on my uh, my riding boots, I'm like, How the hell did this happen? Well, we like. Cause I get to ride twice a week in Chicago. Riding twice a week is, is about $200 and, and I'm do and I'm doing it for free. I'm so lucky. Um, it's, it's and, a, and the other thing I do want to make yeah. sure I, I tell you guys about is the, uh, the other benefits um, with the horse that I, I found and it on a, you know, on a more of a personal or in psychological is it, it started at walking in the stable, they door is an old think of those old porch screen doors and when you pull it it makes that creaky noise and that when I would hear that noise opening uh it meant I was going I was here I was going in the stable and you walk in and the door shuts behind you and you smell the hay and you hear the little shuffling of the other boarders horses. And you take your horse out and you're grooming and you rest your your cheek on, on their neck. And it's so warm and the sound that you hear when you're getting in the saddle and the leather makes that creaky noise and you settle yourself and you lift up your reins. And when you're done, you're, you're petting their, their nose and you go down by that area in between their nostrils that I say, if like satin and velvet had a baby, it would feel like that part of a horse's <laughs> nose. It's
0: a good description. And, it is actually, yeah.
2: And and you you, you stroke it, and you hear that because they they he breathes out on you. That that was. Uh, equivalent to chemo and surgery and radiation because I I fully give them the credit, you know, medicine, the credit for curing my cancer. But Lucas cured everything else.
0: Hmm. Amazing. You can't say any better than that.
3: And I'm I'm very very glad
0: that you heard those words, by the way. I'm very glad that you heard those words. Oh, Yes, uh, thank you. Let's keep it that way. <laughs> no
2: metastases. Uh, yeah, yes, I know.
0: Let's keep it that way I for know, both Greg. of us.
2: Uh, Glenn, I've been thinking about you as you've been going through this, and I'm like, oh, you know. But um, you know what they say when you're going through hell? Keep on going.
0: Well, you know what? Yes. That you know, I I help out the guy who runs the hiking radio network, and uh, when they hike uh, long distance hikers say, "We have no choice. We just have to keep putting one foot in front of the other. What are we going to do?" We're in the middle, top right. of a I mountain. What are you going to do? Right? You, you just keep walking because that's the only choice you've got. So, right. And in uh, our
2: case, you keep on trotting or you keep on driving. Yeah. You know,
0: we just keep, or I keep doing shows, you know, to,
2: Right, exactly. Hang out keep with going. You, guys. Lisa, Lisa, <laughs> you keep you keep on working with the therapeutic riding. We just keep going. Yep, that's, just keep going. That's the best thing.
0: Yeah. Victoria, this has been an amazing story. I'm glad you told it. I'm glad we were able to oh. share it and I'm glad that the uh, horses in the morning had a little bit to do with your recovery too.
2: I would I would say a, um more than a little, you guys. So <laughs> thank you.
0: Well, we <clears throat> we really appreciate you joining us this morning. Thanks, Victoria. And uh
2: Sure. Keep getting no those problem.
0: negative tests, okay?
2: They, yeah. <laughs> you too, and everybody else out there. Uh, please take care of yourself. All
0: right. Bye bye. Bye bye.
2: All right. Thank you. Bye bye.
0: So I wanted to, uh, you know, you, you, what you said is is right. I mean, it, it's true. We just keep having to. We just keep having to move, right? I yeah. Mean, it's it's the only option think, we have.
3: <laughs> I think that's true of any any really huge challenge in life, whether it's physical or mental or situational. You just have to keep going.
0: I belong t- <clears throat> excuse me, to a group on Facebook that is for men who have cancer. Mm. And uh, one of our other listeners, Lou, who uh, just uh, joined the group because he's fighting a battle right now with that. And it's amazing what these guys have been fighting for years. And uh, they, they call themselves the wolf pack because wolves stick together. I love that. And they I take care that. of their injured. Uh, they they make sure the injured are protected. So it's it's a great group. Uh, but boy, oh boy, I mean, what some of these guys are going through is incredible. Yeah. And at young ages, <clears throat> you know, it's it, it, it's tough to see them at at such young ages. It's
3: yeah. And that's a really good reminder too that you don't have to be you know fifty plus to get cancer. Yeah, no, they're I mean, in you
0: their thirties. A lot of yeah. them, and they're you know yeah. in stage four. Um, you know, it's incredible. I wanted to give a special shout-out, it's not a secret, so I can talk about it while we're talking about cancer, to Heather Russell. Heather, I don't know if you know Heather, but she's been on our shows a number of times. She competed in the Mongol Derby. She's a long-distance mm-hmm. rider. She's friends with Devin Horn, uh, Daredevil Devin, who's been on our shows many times. And Heather reached out to me uh, right after I found out my diagnosis, and she uh, she was terrific. I mean, and she's recently had, a, she went through chemo, She she's young. I don't know how old she is. Forties, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but she had a battle with cancer. Uh, it caused, uh, she's talked about this. It's not a, it's not a secret. Uh, they had to sell their farm to pay the bills and it's just been a rough road. And then she was clear for about a year and then just relapsed. Oh no. I mean, big time relapsed. So, uh, you know, our thoughts and prayers, and I would ask you to give a prayer to Heather. Uh, she was, she, we've been talking you know, all along, and she's been such a, a good friend, and she's a friend of the network and of the horse world. Yeah. So uh, we're thinking about you know, her.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, that's just one more way where our health care system is screwed up. Nobody should have to sell their house to pay for medical yeah. treatment.
0: No, and I'm, I'm battling, you know, we, we're not selling in house. We, uh, we fortunately have yeah. good health care. Thanks to Obamacare, by the way, for everybody that hates mm-hmm. it. It saved my butt.
3: There um,
0: you go. But, uh, you know, it's still battling doctors. Our system is still screwed up. There's no question yes. about yes. it. But, you know, I didn't mean this to become a political thing, but I just want everybody <laughs> to say a, a prayer for Heather. And yes, uh, if if we can find a way to help her this year, I think we're going to. So good. Um, let's talk about Wintech. Ooh, my favorite saddle. Yeah, which ones do you use?
3: So we've got uh, a couple of the Wintech Dressage saddles, and I will tell you this, we've had them for... Ten years or more, and they were used when we were when they were donated to Colby's Army. They hold up. They are everyday saddles. They balance the rider. They hold up. in And you use hot them in weather. your therapeutic and,
0: riding program, right?
3: Absolutely, because you can use so them they,
0: on any horse. You can change the gullets out and do whatever. Yes, yeah.
3: Yes, and and they they hold up in all kinds of weather. They don't get moldy like some of the leather saddles that you we have. You also
0: live in the South, where it's uh, where everything oh. molds in two minutes.
3: <laughs> yes, yes, and and it's just awful. I mean, and, and the upkeep of trying to keep the mold off is horrible. But I love riding in the Wintech saddles because they balance you. They're lightweight. I, I just, I, I'm just of an age. I'm just over the, the really heavy saddles anymore.
0: <laughs> and I'm and then not. to be able to hose them off to clean them off is just yes. terrific. Well, yes. they, they have some new ones out right now, too, I want to tell you about. They have the Wintech 2000 High Wither All-Purpose Saddle. It's for high wither thoroughbreds which yes. they've never had an option for that before. You could change the gullet out, and you could change the width out, basically, of the saddle, but it that didn't solve the, the high weather problem. Yeah. And a lot of thoroughbreds come in with high weathers. So, oh, know, and we've it. got one. Yep. Yeah. So that's something you ought, you ought to take a look at. Uh, they also have the Wintech 2000 wide all-purpose saddle that's made for the really fat quarter horse, you know, the really fat ones.
3: Or know. our draft yeah. crosses. Yeah,
0: yeah exactly. Um, and then you also have the new Wintech Pro wide dressage saddle uh, that's a grippy dressage saddle made for wide dressage horses because we know there's there's no dressage horses that are skinny they're all fat no, uh, so, yeah. <laughs> so so uh, they have a bunch of new ones you want to check them out go to uh, your nearest Wintech dealer or visit wintechsaddles.us to find details on all the new lines of saddles we're going to be talking about some new different ones that are out they're also the official saddle sponsor of the United States Pony Club and the American Riding Instructors Association all right it is time Let me. uh, We have a new bumper for this, so I'm I'm going to bring it up because we're going to be doing, as we started last week, we're starting a little early with our holiday picks because we figure that everybody needs some holiday fun and holiday spirit right now. I noticed that I've heard several people are putting their trees up early, which I think is terrific. So let's hear uh, our new bumper. And here's another Horse Radio Network holiday gift idea. And today for a holiday gift recommendations, Lisa is an author, a well-known author. So I had her pick her favorite, uh, her favorite books for the horse world and she's got a list of 10 and then i have a couple that i'm going to recommend too you don't have to remember all these we're going to put them in the show notes we'll put links to every one of these books in the show notes so you'll find them there just uh if you're on a podcast player you should have the show notes right there or you can go to the website at horsesinthemorning.com and you'll find them in the show notes so let's run through them quickly here lisa what do you That's have not,
3: well my number one is anything written by Dick or Felix Francis. Uh, mysteries, horses, uh, it got me racing. involved in writing racing. He has writing, 40 books he's written. <laughs> it's amazing and they're so good, they're so well done. Jennifer and,
0: has read every one. Oh, every single. I think one.
3: probably yeah. a lot of the listeners have read every <laughs> single one, but they're, you know, they're classics and so, you know, you can actually go back to something that he wrote in the 60s or the 70s and and give it as a gift because it's still it still holds up.
0: It you does, know. no question. Yeah, yep,
3: yeah, yeah. excellent. Choice. And that, yeah, number two, centered riding by Sally Swift. This, for me, as a riding instructor, is and even as a rider, is is my go-to book. And it doesn't matter what discipline you ride, you can find something of value in this book. Right. Centered riding, and
0: this has been around a long time. Jennifer is was a centered riding instructor, and oh, so you know cool. that she's read this book inside and out, of one side and down the other. Um, yeah, so she she was a total believer in center riding.
3: Yeah, it's it's just really helpful no matter what it is that you do on top of a horse. And then number three would be uh, Flying Changes by Sarah Groon. Um, a lot of the readers have probably read this, but if you haven't, this is a great gift, or you know somebody who loves horses or just loves a really good book. I think this is a book that's kind of becoming a classic in, mm-hmm. in the horse world. I agree, yeah. Yeah, um, but it's, it's really good. Flying Changes by Sarah Groon. And then my number four is um, a book that I just adored as a child. So if you have uh, a young girl or even a young boy who loves horses, like 6, 8, 10, I don't know, 28. Um, the Album of Horses by Marguerite Henry. Uh, a classic, but such great pictures and such great information about, you know, somebody who's just getting into horses. It's, it's my go-to gift for um, younger girls who are really... Those horse lovers. Um, my favorite, probably. Of <laughs> I, all
0: I these, was actually kind of surprised to see this on here because, you know, it was just written yesterday.
3: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brand new The Art of Horsemanship by Xenophon. And so Xenophon was a Greek horseman around 400 BC. That's like 2,400 years ago. I mean, <laughs> and so this is a book that was outlined his horse training methods. It's not long. I'm not sure exactly how they pulled Translated
0: the,
3: it? <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. or did the papyrus or the scrolls. I don't know how... Was it they, on a
0: wall or was it actually on papyrus? I don't know.
3: In a cage. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And you have to kind of understand that this was really written before saddles were in use. And he was writing, talking about cavalry war horses. But to me, the, the information, and there's some information in there that's uh, a little harsh, maybe. But it's so interesting, because he had such great insight about the horse. And I kept thinking, I think we lost a lot of that for a couple of thousand years. And now we're just getting back to it.
0: And, and, and again, this was written before Christ, 400 years. <laughs> so,
3: exactly, yeah, four. exactly. Plus, you can get it on Amazon. I think it's like $6 Yeah, it's
0: not much. I, I remember no. it wasn't much. No, yeah.
3: but it's really a unique gift for, for the horse lover. And then um, I know a lot of the listeners have don't have large farms. And um, so Horse Keeping on a Small Acreage by Sherry Hill uh, is... Really a go-to, and there's so many great ideas. Even if you have a bigger facility, there's really some really great ideas that she has has given in this book. So uh, great for new horse lovers, and great for those who have been around a while and just maybe looking for a new different way to do things. Okay. Um, Number seven on my list is Riding for Life by Rally McAllister. So this is kind of a horse lifestyle book written for women. It's beautifully done. A lot of really great photos inside, but she talks about diet and exercise and how it relates to your horse and how it relates to riding. And I just, I read this book like every couple of years I reread it. I just, and I know Rally. she lives in Kentucky and just uh, an amazing woman. But this is really a, a unique, really kind of a special lifestyles horse book for people. Very good. Number eight. Suffering in Silence by and uh Schlaze Saddlery. And this is my uh, just definitive book on saddle fit. And not everybody's going to ride uh, in a Schlaze saddle maybe, but there's some really good information no matter what saddle you ride. If you ride English or Western or Hunt Seat or Dressage or what it is that you do, there's really good saddle fit information and really good information about how the saddle affects the performance of the horse. They've been on
0: um, our show a number of times over the years, too, talking about Saddle Fit. They're,
3: oh, they have? Yeah, re-
0: really experts on it.
3: They really are. Really are. Um, number nine is Hugger Mugger by Robert B.
0: Parker. I never heard of this one.
3: So he wrote, wrote all the Spencer novels. And um, The Spencer for Hire was a TV show back yeah, in yeah, the... Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. So Robert B. Parker has really affected my writing, just because I tend to go on and be really expansive. And he writes in like super short sentences. So if I get like really long and effusive, I I go read a Robert B. Parker novel, and I kind of scale myself back.
0: (laughs) Half the (laughs) words, Lisa, half the words.
3: (laughs) Half the words. words. And so Robert B. Parker has passed on. Uh, He also wrote some novels as Evan Hunter, uh, some police precinct novels. But this was the only horse book that he wrote and it's a horse racing book and uh i just love it it's 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 got some of my favorite characters in in the book they're not really of the horse world but this is a horse mystery uh so really uh this is a good one to check out and then my number 10 um and i I just have to self-promote just a little bit is the rain equation it's my new book but i really been number one well, these aren't in any
0: particular order. We're 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 in it. It should have been number one. Well, there you go. We, <laughs> we could
3: take, take the zero off the ten, Glenn, and move it up. <laughs> 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 so I just think, just because of the ending, and you guys don't jump to the ending, please. Just when you read it, <laughs> no, that ruins <laughs> um, the book. It ruins everything. But I just think it. It. This is really something I'm really proud
0: of. Okay, if you're a listener to this show. You're required to buy this book. I mean, we're in it. Jamie might be a murderer. You've got to get this she book, and then you got to Stop. shut up. Don't give away no spoilers. Don't go in the okay. auditor room and say, "Oh, you should." have heard. Don't do that. Okay. No spoilers. You can say you love the book, but don't no spoilers. Okay. No spoilers. It comes no out at the end of the month, and uh, again, go to your website and just uh, contact you. Yeah, yeah,
3: okay. and then we'll give you information. And about this is
0: all in an effort to get her book higher on the list.
3: Yes, yeah. it's all about the Amazon back-end algorithm.
0: Good. All right, I have a couple holiday picks, too, uh, for books. And these are the two that I've heard about most from our listeners this year. So the most feedback we've gotten. We've had the, we've had the authors on, and they read the book, and, they, re- and you know, they post about it. So these are the ones I've seen the most posts about. Uh, and I think they're both fairly new. Tick Maynard in the middle are The Horsemen. Uh, it, this book, everybody's loving this book.
3: I love this book
0: too. I, you know, Tick is a great guy, and you know yeah. he's a great guest when we have him on. He just, he's just a good guy, and yeah. uh, you know it comes across in his horsemanship. And I think th- he's trying to point that out in the book, right? And yes, uh, that, the title fits this book so well.
3: It does. It does. And it, I just think it's really well done too. It's it's just it it follows of an arc, and and it I just got a lot out of it.
0: The other one is our friend from the New York Times reporter, Sarah maslin Near. She um, has been on the show. She was actually on one of our COVID specials because she had COVID early on. Uh, and she's been coming on the shows for years, and it's called Horse Crazy. And it's by, uh, and I'll put a link into this too, but it's, it's this, is a, this is a book. Have you read it yet?
3: I have it on my uh, nightstand, but I haven't read it yet. This is so. a book
0: that's good for any horse person. Any horse crazy girl will like this book. Yes. Uh, so this is, this is one that you can get for anybody. It's, you know, this is, a, it, she tells a lot of stories of Monty's in this book. Um, so, uh, if you like Jamie and you like Monty, you're going to like what she has to say in this book as well. So uh, it's called Horse Crazy. Uh, and of course she's, you know, she's a good writer, so she works for the New York <laughs> Times. Uh, yes. and, uh, Sarah does a great job with it and we'll have Sarah back on again. Uh, but it's out now so you can get that book as well. So those were, those were my picks. Those were good picks, Glenn. All right, let's talk about Eco Gold saddle pads. No slipping, no sliding, no problem. Eco Gold secure saddle pads are engineered to keep your horses back comfortable while keeping the saddle in place for a safe, competitive ride. They have impact protection throughout the seat and ultra-thin flaps to provide the rider with better communication and a more stable riding position. Available in both English and Western styles, you can find the entire collection at ecogold.ca. That's ecogold.ca. And for those of you that may have not put two and two together. The lady who owns Heels Down and the Heels Down Happy Hour show... He also owns Eco Gold. Her dad owned it and he died a little while back and she has taken over the company and they're adding new products. It's just a terrific company. Their products may be a little more expensive, but they'll last you forever and they're really good quality. I so, had
3: not made that connection. Yes. That's fabulous.
0: No, I just gave away a secret, I think. Um but that's
3: okay. That's fabulous. It's a fairly public secret.
0: Show. It's a fairly public secret. A public <laughs> yeah. secret. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah, Patricia runs uh <laughs> runs that and started Heels Down magazine. And then yeah. we've been talking to her for years. I knew no for years uh, and then they did. she wanted to do this show and that's where Heels Down Happy Hour was born it wanted to be different than Horses in the Morning kind of the other sure. end of the day um, and they deal with a little more serious topics than we do but um, so yeah ecogold.ca they're good sponsors and good supporters and we'd love it if you would support them and now it's time to head over and see if Deanne from Horse Nation is hanging out because it is no stirp November and if you all remember that was all their fault Over at Horse Nation. (laughs) Let's see if she's here. I'm not sure. I'm not seeing her. So let's see if we can find her. She's had some issues, too. She's had to deal with. So uh, like her house burnt down. Uh, Oh, that's a big issue. Yeah, she talked about it on the show last week. Uh, She had a fire and they're they're still not back in the house. So it's there. There she is. Hi, Deanne. Hi. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, you sound like you're in your car. I
1: am hiding in my truck at the barn. Okay,
0: good. Well, we can hear you great. I was just saying to Lisa is here, and I was just saying about your house burning down, and you have to just go wherever you can find signal. So
1: Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. And I still, um, you know, I have my lovely podcast microphone, but it's actually still in storage as we have yet to fully retrieve all of our stuff
0: (laughs) it's kind of hard to retrieve your stuff when you don't have a place to put it so well right right so
1: i i feel bad because i don't think my sound quality is quite up to your standards but i'm gonna i'm sound
0: great actually it sounds good good. today yep
1: good i'm gonna i was gonna say i've I've got a really good excuse
0: (laughs) you do yeah you do you don't have excuse for this though um and that is a number of years ago when we had leslie on Uh you guys all invented no stirrup november um, and if I remember right, it was Horse Nation or Eventing Nation. One of those two invented it, right? Kind of came up with Ooh, that. Oh,
1: I will. I would love to claim credit for it on behalf of, on behalf of Nation Media, but I will have to check with Leslie on I that. I think
0: we, we kind of remember it was her fault because I think we blamed her every year. <laughs> it um,
1: seems like that seems like a. Leslie you know thing. what? Even if it isn't her fault,
0: it's good to make Leslie it's her fault. So let's go with that. Yeah, absolutely. She's not here to protect herself. So Right. (laughs) Uh, So why this year? You think that there'd be one year that no stirrup November would not be a thing and it would be this year.
1: Right? Well, you would think so. But I feel like, you know, at this point in 2020, I've kind of got this attitude, like, bring it. (laughs)
0: Like, okay. If we've done everything else, we can do this.
1: (laughs) So, yeah. So, no, we're not skipping it.
0: At all. Yeah. No, I see that. There's an article in here on six ways to participate in No Stirrup November. Now, this is one month of the year when being a carriage driver is lovely.
1: <laughs> You're like, look, on, No Stirrup.
0: Yeah, I do it all the time. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, right, like, full disclosure, this article is actually like a Throwback Thursday article because um, sometimes we do that because Horse Nation has this, like, huge archive of really amazing articles. So on Thursdays, we like to be like, oh, yeah, guys, what about this one? Um, and that, that, this was one of those articles, but it was written by Kristen Kovach. Um, my, um, predecessor, you know, who we all know and love. And what I think is so great about this article is it's like, okay, like, yeah, we're here. It's no strip November, but why don't we take care of ourselves and our horses just a little bit in the process of this?
0: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I like some of these cause I don't have to do them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but number one is getting a good warm up with that. By the way, do you do this, Lisa?
3: I do. And I, I have to say that a couple of years ago, I tore my left Achilles tendon. And since then, I mostly ride without stirrups because every time I ride with stirrups, I re tear that tendon or it starts to bother me. So Ooh. I'm like, <sighs> I'm like, like no stirrups forever person.
1: I am not that dire, but I've had quite a few knee surgeries. So I find myself. Oh, yeah. Um, no stirruping on a fairly regular basis. (laughs) Yeah,
3: yeah. And as a riding instructor, it's great. I mean, I think you ride a lot of people ride actually better without stirrups. And it's great
0: for balance.
1: Oh, and yeah, it definitely um, keeps you honest. So (laughs)
0: Lisa, looking at this list of six, which one would you pick out?
1: Oh, um,
3: I would pick out uh, the Set the Realistic Goals. Mm -hmm. because (laughs) because we all have like huge huge goals and then we feel bad because we don't we don't reach them and then but pick something out that that you really think you can accomplish and then you can have a party after you accomplish whatever it is
0: and and uh the virtual party yours, yours what which one would you pick out
1: i'm kind of boring um number four the work with a trainer or instructor i feel like I feel like in general that's always the best advice you can give a horse person like ever (laughs) I don't like there's you know there's that meme that's the joke that like what's the answer more leg The trainers like what's the answer more leg I feel like this is the other part of that what's the answer take a lesson get a trainer like work with a professional even if you are a professional find another professional to work with yeah
0: well, I I say do all of them until you fall off your horse, because I, I don't have to do any of them. So that's my opinion.
3: But Glenn, what about those people who drive in the, like, the standard red races? Don't they have, kind of have like stirrups that they put their feet in?
0: Yeah, but we're this, still sitting back and relaxing while we're doing this is it. This true. I mean, we're that's still true. in a seat. We're not in a saddle. So yeah, that is a little different.
1: I was uh, going to say, that's, yeah, that might be a different... Um, Level of, <laughs> of yeah.
0: So I'm looking here. Also, one of your other articles was 11 Do's and Don'ts of Horse Shopping in a Digital Age," and I think we've covered most of these on our thousands of really bad ads we read on Fridays every week. Oh um, my goodness! Yeah, we've <laughs> covered most of these. Uh, but the first one doesn't apply to a lot of the ads. It says, "Do read the entire ad." As we've learned on really bad ads and reading thousands of them, a lot of the ads you're not going to learn a lot. When you're reading them. Uh,
4: I mean, that's
1: fair. But as and I'm not uh, I'm not a professional. Like I've only sold a couple of horses in my lifetime. Um, at, at, but that said, when I write an ad, I spend a lot of time on it. Like I put all the information. There. Do
0: you put punctuation in it?
1: Uh, yes. Well, then you spend <laughs> a lot more
0: time than most people. <laughs> <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> <laughs> that's a problem for most people It's punctuation uh actually telling us what you know what age the horse is what kind the horse is what color the horse is all of those things yeah well, there's a lot of yeah, really there bad are some, ads there's there.
1: some horse nation for a long time did the best of craigslist which was actually like the worst of craigslist horse sale ads. oh that's
0: because Leslie stole that from us from really bad ads years ago Oh, did yeah, she? yeah, yeah. I'm blaming yes, Leslie for is... that too. Yeah.
1: Oh, do it. Let's blame Leslie for it. <her. laughs>
3: Leslie needs uh, to be on here to defend
0: herself. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing should say "read between the lines of the ad." <laughs> That's what yeah. it should say. <laughs> but, and
1: I, I tried to revive it when I came on as editor, but um, people stopped sending them in. And yeah. admittedly, right, like my Craigslist only really shows me my area, um, so. So I, for as much as I would love to revive it, I can't. You know, I only have so much time in the day and can't sit and peruse <laughs> the national Craigslist horse ads because also that would, you know, diminish my faith in humanity.
0: That's <laughs> oh, right. We, we cover it every Friday here for you. The listeners are still sending hundreds of ads in and <laughs> we cover it every Friday. So no problem there. But you ought to go take a look at it. Uh, head on over to horsenation.com. It's 11 do's and don'ts of horse shopping at the digital age. It was very good. Um, and, you know, videos, videos, videos. Uh, you know, Jamie's talked about that in the show so much. If you don't have a good video, I don't even want to look at your horse. Uh, you know, whereas videos years ago weren't a thing. Pictures were a thing, right? You didn't send videos because right. you couldn't send videos. Yeah. So uh, now it's so easy to send videos. If you don't have a video, something's wrong with your horse. It's lame. It's right. Lame. Or
1: I hate, I mean, I don't hate. I'll be nicer than that. Like, then there are the people who are trying, you know, and you give them credit because they're trying. But dude, your grainy, far away video yeah. of you trotting yeah. three strides on the In horse. In the rain. Like, I can't. Yeah, I can't <laughs> This tells me nothing. Like, this is worse than no video. All it does is make me zoom in and get really frustrated.
3: <laughs> or the horrible, horrible photos. You know, you get you get off the left shoulder, and all you can see is the horse's gigantic head because it's out of proportion. You can see nothing else of the horse's body. Right.
1: Right or or these pictures where it's only with the saddle on. I'm like, no, 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 yes. no, no. Yes, <laughs> take saddle off. Stand that horse square because <laughs> saddles hide all manner of sins, especially yeah. like in Western world. Right, they cover a lot.
3: Yeah, and I like number two on your list. Don't contact the seller asking for more information. Just the the point is to be specific. You know, we had a yard sale here at Colby's Army. It's a mega mega yard sale a couple of weeks ago, and I can't tell you how many dozens of emails that i got saying can
1: you tell me more well what is it that you want to know i mean everything's in the flyer <laughs> what do you want to know <laughs> and like yes i can tell you more like that is a possibility but about, what is it about what do you want to know more <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> and, and i don't have time to to main? do this <laughs> 12
0: times back and forth i really don't yeah because you're not <laughs> yeah. going to come out look at the horse anyway right yeah right yeah, yeah. And I like the one on here, too. And this goes for almost anything you're buying. And we've had this happen a few times uh, is be prepared to put a deposit down, because if, if the horse is going to be held, you're going to put a deposit down. Uh, you know, I'm not holding a horse or any other thing I'm selling without a deposit.
1: Right. Uh, right. And you know, then yeah. I, I always want to add to that. I didn't um, Ashley franchise I wrote this article and she did a great job. But I feel like the addendum there would be. And also when you put a deposit down, if you then change your mind you don't get the deposit back.
0: Well, and I was just going to say, follow that up with a written agreement. If I wouldn't put a deposit oh, down without a written agreement, and which outlines whether you get your deposit back or not, right? Um, that should be in the written agreement.
1: Right, of, right. Impression. Or even some portion. I don't know. Anytime, and maybe it's just who I am, anytime I put a deposit down, I'm assuming that I'm paying for that person's missed opportunities to sell said object, whether it be a horse or whatever, to someone else. So if I back out, Basically,
0: that's the cost of doing business, right? Sure. Yep. Uh, uh, well, I agree with you. Go over to Horsenation.com and check it out. Thanks again, Diane, for for hiding in your truck and talking to us.
1: <laughs> sure thing. You guys have a good afternoon. Are you going to be
0: in the house by Christmas? By the way?
1: No, not even. Remotely. Oh, that's no. The um, contractor. So the so the great thing about twenty twenty, on top of everything else, is due to COVID nineteen. Um, Even the contractors who were able to get waivers and continue working um, during like the initial shutdown, like our contractor got shut out of the city. So the clients whose houses he was already working on, he had to stop no matter what. So by the time business then resumed, he was months behind on the projects he was already in the middle of. And then people right. sat at home for how many months looking around their houses going, oh, hey, I should tackle <laughs> this project now. Oh, no. And so like as a result, pretty much all the contractors who like you would want working on your home are backed up by months. So he even said, "Like we had him out. Our fire was June 30th. We had him out that first week of July. He's a family friend as well. And he went like, yeah, no problem, but I'm going to be honest with you. It will be fall before I can get into your house.
0: Uh, well, you know, you know, and then we had... Six hurricanes hit Louisiana and knock out half the state's houses. Uh, you know, So there's the rest of the contractors.
1: <laughs> right, right. And then, the, then there's the whole supply thing. So yeah, it yeah. keeps life interesting.
0: Uh, and the rest of the contractors in Florida are here at the World Equestrian Center. Oh, my God. There must have been a thousand <laughs> out the there the other day. It was crazy when I drove by. It's just nuts. Wow. All right, guys. Uh, thank you to Deanne for stopping by. We'll talk to you again. Yeah, sure. Week.
1: All right. You guys have a great day. You too.
3: Bye-bye.
0: Well, Lisa, remind everybody they go to com to get the book, the new book with Uh, us in it, with Jamie as the horrible murderer. Possibly. Uh, (laughs) Possibly. I'm just going to give it away, Glenn.
3: (laughs) Yeah, it's Lisa Wysaki, W Y S O C K Y. A lot of people want to put an I on the end, but there's a Y because my great grandfather got mad at his brothers and changed the
0: spelling. Exactly. Is that what happened? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Not funny, but funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. funny a couple generations later.
3: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm sure it wasn't fun then. No. <laughs> yeah. No.
0: It was probably over something really stupid, like most family arguments are.
3: <laughs> oh, I'm sure it, sure it was. And going back in my genealogy, this has nothing to do with anything. But but those two brothers, like, firebombed each other's houses. I could see. Oh, my God. Both, like, like new- newspapers.com. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was, it was all detailed. <laughs> oh,
0: my God. That, they had a serious—that <laughs> wasn't over nothing. That was over definitely something. (laughs) It went over something, yes. Oh, my God. Well, thanks, everybody, for joining us. Tomorrow is Endurance Day. And then I have a special co-host on Wednesday. He was never co-hosted before. Jacqueline Burke, one of our terrific listeners who and an auditors who is an inventor out of Virginia, wanted to give it a try, so I sent her a mic and she's going to co-host on Wednesday. So fabulous! Yeah, isn't that fun? And then yes. Jamie will be back on Friday, providing she doesn't get waterlogged in Florida at Universal Studios. <laughs> <laughs> so her and her Harry Potter cape, you know, soaked, drenched uh, yes. at the studios. But oh, I hope she gets a few minutes of uh, fun time in. And I made I want her. I, I told her she had to try butterbeer because everybody has to try butterbeer. you go there everybody has to do that yes i hated it jennifer loved it um she really liked butterbeer but i didn't didn't isn't that interesting because it's got a butterscotch flavor and i really don't like butterscotch yeah yeah Yeah. Uh, it's very butterscotchy all right Mm -hmm. thanks everybody hey hang around auditors we're gonna chat for a minute All right, because I haven't been able to eat real good food here for a while, Lisa. Uh, By the way, good show. Thank you. That was fun. Thank thank you. It was fun. It was a fun show. It went quick, it seemed like today. It did. It did go quick. Uh, And good book choices. And auditors will put put those in there, too. And Lisa, you're going to put about where they can sign up. So auditors, please get the information from Lisa. We need to help her get all the orders in one day so that it bumps her to the top of the charts. Where charts will you you be on? What chart are you on? You know...
3: Amazon is just so weird. So it it should be on a on a horse book chart or like a horse mystery chart. It might be on just a general mystery chart, but they have so many different subcategories yeah. that you know you'll bleed over into other things. So um, Amazon is is the platform that book people love to hate.
0: My my uh <laughs> my uh, friend in podcasting, actually one of my mentors, Dave Jackson, wrote a book. Uh, and I have it here. It's uh, Profit from Your Podcast, it's called. And I he sent me a copy of it. I did not see it ahead of time. He sent me a copy of it, and I was embarrassed how much Horse Radio Network and I am in there. <laughs> so Really? Yes. But that's good. I mean, when I looked at the index, it was like an oh, entire paragraph of, it, of pages. <laughs> so
3: That's great. I said,
0: Dave, you're, that was embarrassing. He said, well, I've you know, because he's my mentor. And he said, well, I've learned more from you than you've learned from me, which isn't true. But... Uh, but yeah, so yeah, definitely do that. Help Lisa out. Help her get to the top of the charts on that. We'd really appreciate it. We, do we have permission to read the second book now?
3: Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. We, we well, need to no. get that done, too. No, what we're waiting on is is a, a little deal point thing and also on the audio thing that we discussed. while oh, okay. All,
0: that. all right. So yeah. we're close, maybe, to have yes. something anyway yes but uh, we can talk
3: later okay. i need, we need something from you i think
0: all right so this is the other thing is i wanted to talk to you about and i want to talk to the auditors about do you do any of the home delivery chef meal things
3: i have in the past what have you tried uh,
0: i couldn't remember which one we tried but the food was awful we ended up throwing half of it away because it was rotten um i remember that what, yeah. what one was i, can't that? Remember, I remember for the life of me which one it was it's a couple of years ago. Maybe gotten better. <laughs> There's so many yeah. now. That's all the ads I get on Facebook are for the home meal things.
3: And so, so now that you mentioned it, I can't remember which one I used either.
0: <laughs> well, but I, it was before I you had to cook everything. You had they gave you the ingredients, but you still had to cook it. Now I noticed, like Freshly and a lot of the others are sending you basically frozen dinners, right? Um, where they're cooked, you just throw them in the oven. There's even that new one out. What is it, travallo or whatever? Triv- yes. where they send you, the one- you have to buy the oven. <laughs> So
3: yeah, so the one that, that I did sent, sent you all the ingredients, which was really cool because there were some things that I probably couldn't get unless I went into Nashville and went to like Whole Foods or something. There were like some special spices or special somethings. But really when when I figured the time that I used to prepare the meal and then the cost, it really, it really wasn't that That's great. That's
0: why I'm looking at the new ones, right? That you just throw in the oven. There's no mixing or any of that. Yeah. But maybe I'll put a post on my personal page and ask who's using what and likes it. Cause I, I would like to try at least for like three meals a week. Uh, because yeah. we, we now have more shows we're recording at night and, and, uh, you know, it's harder to, to cook right. when we're both recording shows. Right. Uh, maybe it's just because I'm thinking about food a lot because I haven't had much.
3: <laughs> well, I'm sure that's it. And, and, but the thing is, is, I mean, you, you really need to eat really healthily now. Yeah. See, you know? that's the
0: other thing is I'd like to find one that's, you know, healthy. Um,
3: yeah. And see, I don't do a lot of, I, I eat really like fresh and I don't eat a lot of things with preservatives or chemicals or things in it. But um, that's
0: hard if you live, it's really for hard. us, it's an hour and a half to drive to the store and back. Yeah. To go shopping, it's an hour and a half uh, because we live 30 minutes from a store. So, you go by the time you shop and come home, it's an hour and a half. I know. And you know, it's so for us, it's once a week. And you, fresh stuff goes bad in four days. I, I, no matter what yeah. we've done, it goes bad in four days. I don't know how people do it. They must go shopping all the time.
3: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I'm sure they do. I'm sure yeah. there are people that go every day.
0: But you're, how far are you? You live in the country.
3: I do, but I'm I'm uh, about 3 miles from Food Line and about 7 miles from a Walmart.
0: Oh yeah, you're closer. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I'm closer, but I prefer to shop at Aldi, which is a really cool store, yep, but yep. the closest one there is about um, half an hour away, and I do try to get in there once it's every It's cheaper ten at Aldi.
0: So. Now, when we were shopping at Aldi years ago, I mean years ago, um, they were it was basically canned goods, right? Or or yeah, you know, packaged right. goods, but I hear that their fresh department's gotten better.
3: It has gotten better and they are the leading seller of organic produce I think in the country right now. Really? They, yes, they've expanded Even their stores. Even over whole foods. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I, Do they I still only really have one person that works in the store. That. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the prices are great, and I will say the produce really does hold up. It doesn't go bad as quickly as the other stores, at least for you know where I'm shopping.
0: Most of what we're doing now is Publix delivery because I'm trying to stay in yeah. the stores as much. We're still being real careful because my God, if I got COVID right sure. now, we'd be there'd be a new one. You don't need, yeah, yeah. you don't need COVID. No. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so we've been very careful, and so we've been doing either Walmart pickup you know or yeah but the problem with that is or public's delivery they actually will deliver out here when the beginning of COVID started so really? many people in our neighborhood our horsey neighborhood here asked that they started delivering out here which is the first time we have never even gotten a delivered pizza uh we we are so far out so but now they will deliver but i make sure i give them like 20 dollar chips everything <laughs> groceries right. cost us a lot more because i figure it's worth 20 bucks for me not to have to shop
1: Well, there you
3: go. That's
0: an idea. An hour and a half, right? It's an hour and a half. So, that I'm worth 20 bucks. So, they shop and deliver. But the problem is you can't pick out your produce. So, like yesterday, we get a bag of apples that the apples are pretty much rotten. So, Mm. it's given to the horses, right? So, yeah, yeah, that's the problem with not doing it yourself.
3: It is. And I've done the Walmart pickup too and have found the same thing. Or they substitute
0: something that's so off of what you ordered. Yeah, it's it's not even close. uh, Jennifer ordered polenta and they gave her couscous.
3: Seriously? Yeah.
0: That's like two completely different Uh, things. Two completely different things. But then the people shopping don't know, right? They're probably kids. They're 17 years old. What do they know?
3: I guess. Although my neighbor across the street is a Walmart shopper i mean she she picks and packs for you know people who order online and she's
0: she's a little older than 17 <laughs> <laughs> no, and old most too, of the ones delivering out here are older i noticed yeah uh, and a, one lady is a horse person and she loves delivering to us and she's mad when we don't order on a sunday morning because she loves coming out and she says hi to the horses because uh, she's a horse person, <laughs> lives not too far from us. Uh, first time she came out, I remember us, her talking about that. She might be a listener, too. I don't know.
3: I have to tell uh, you this this real quick story. So I had ordered a pizza a while back, and I live on site at Colby's Army. And so the pizza delivery comes just as, just as the time that, that a horse gets out, walks around the back of the barn, and we have this long, big area in the barn. So he walks out through the barn and stands on the, the front of the barn, which is a big covered porch. And so this pizza delivery guy... I'm looking around for a halter or a rope and he drives up and he's like honking his horn and the horse is standing there looking at him and he's like, I ain't delivering you no pizza with no horse on no porch. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm like, he's used okay. to fighting with dogs, not get, horses. I'll come get the pizza. And so of course, you know, the horse follows me. And he's, <laughs> like, he's like, get that horse away. <laughs>
0: Now, Scooter try eat, and eat the pizza. Scooter would try the pizza. He's he yeah. he, he will try anything. That's amazing yeah. what they'll eat. Sometimes he will try any anything. anything you put in his mouth. He will try anything. Now he spits it out sometimes, but he will give it a try.
3: Interest, even like do you put meat there or anything on it.
0: I, I haven't tried that, like a burger. I know some yeah. horses will eat burgers. Uh, you know, though. Yeah, it's crazy.
3: Wow.
0: Um, and we have a dog to... that we know now will eat anything, you know? anything, <laughs>
3: yeah. including Tylenol. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. I need to be done. Uh, let's call it a day. Thank you all for listening. Appreciate it. And uh, tomorrow will be Endurance, either Jennifer or I. will be co-hosting that with Karen. So uh, thanks, Lisa.
3: Thank you, Glenn. Tell Jen I said hi. All right.